0: Good evening and welcome to the Dollar Dogs and Beer Podcast. I am your host, Andrew, and joining me tonight is Joe, and we also have special guest, Big Jim, of the Huddle Up Podcast on Tuesday nights. Uh, Jim, we're really glad to have you on tonight, bud. How you doing?
1: Doing pretty good. I mean, uh, winter sucks, but uh, besides that, uh, we're hanging in there. Excited to be on. You know, we've had you guys on our show on the other side, so uh, it feels different to be uh, a guest, but uh, I'm excited.
2: joe how are you doing tonight doing pretty good can't complain too much yeah
0: the last round of snow really wasn't that bad thankfully we didn't get the uh, inches and inches and inches my relatives up in lock haven got so there's something um uh, jim i do need to uh point something out to you uh we had dave on uh two weeks ago and he wanted us to remind you that he was the first guest (laughs)
1: well that's fair i mean you get you know you you it's like training wheels you have the you have the easy ride first and then once you step up and be a man then you then you come to the come to the big guy
0: (laughs) oh well played man well played
2: so 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 we've got the mike gundy of uh podcasters on here
1: that's right come after me i'm a man
0: (laughs) all right jim what you drinking tonight bud
1: I actually got two because I figure if I'm going to be talking about Baltimore Orioles baseball, you have to have more than one drink. Um, so I'm going to be starting off. This is actually a special run that uh, the beer and beverage shop down in Lancaster did. Um, it's the it's uh, from Poor Man's Brewing, actually, over there in Africa. Uh, but they did a special beer and beverage IPA. And then, uh, and then my number two that I'm going to go to is the old trusted favorite, the Broken Skull IPA, Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA from uh, – el segundo brewing in uh, el
0: segundo california good choice good choice joe what about you
2: uh i'm sticking with the booze right now i'm uh, on a evan williams small batch 1783 with mountain dew can't go wrong
1: that's uh, not a bad night
2: no uh, and i'm going through my uh my chicago cubs glass this week so there you go
0: um so tonight because uh to pull a pun from Jason since uh he's not going to be with us tonight for the most part. Um, I'm a little sour about how slow things have gone with the uh, CBA so far. So I went with one of the sourest beers I've ever had from Trogue's, the dear Peter. There you go. Delicious sour, but Oh man, if, if you like sour monkey, this is even more sour than sour monkey. Ooh, I, dude, I can't do, I
1: can't do sours. I've tried a couple and that is just, that is not my palate
0: not at all what what I've been doing with my wife is um I've get I've gotten her started more on the tarts and then we'll slowly start to move more gradually get more and more sour she she finally last summer was able to take a sip of sour monkey without spitting it out immediately so we're making slow ah, progress nice. <laughs> All right, guys. So speaking of the CBA, um, the Players Association did meet up with MLB today. We actually had a legitimate meeting for the first time since, uh, what, last Thursday, I believe, or two Thursdays ago. Uh, It would have been two Thursdays ago. And um, MLB basically told the union a while ago, uh, you need to drop some of the big items. We're not going to meet you on every single thing. So the union did make two cuts. They uh, dropped the request for an age-based free agency. Um, they also significantly cut the amount of revenue sharing and asked the league to funnel away from the small market teams. Um, they initially wanted to cut the transfer money back by like $100 million, and they cut it back by like just $30 million this time. Because let's face it, if you take $100 million away, some of those small market teams will probably have to have payrolls under $100 million because let's face it, they're not going to sell enough tickets to pay their players. Um, We also had the uh, union rejected the three proposals from MLB um, from 11 days ago. That was the formula-based salary system for players between two and three years of service time, draft pick reward for success by players who started on opening day rosters, and the uh, tweak to the three-team draft lottery. And then there were three things that they said, yeah, we're not really going to move on. And that was raising the minimum salary from 570500 a year to 775000 a year, bumping the competitive balance tax threshold from $210 million to $245 million, and an eight-team draft lottery. Now, that said, the teams are going to meet again tomorrow, which is very, very promising um, as far as I'm concerned, because there's been so little movement so far. I, I'm just happy to see the two sides are actually getting together and willing to talk because God knows we've needed that. Um, Joe, what do you think, bud?
2: Yeah. I mean, it took them long enough. I mean, the first session was, you know, six weeks after they locked out, which to me made no sense why they waited. Um, you know, it, 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 the fact that they're finally gonna, you know, meet on consecutive days is a good thing. I don't know again, why it took this long. Um, You know, and I think we talked about it before back in in December, you know, mid-January was kind of their timeline, and and it took them till mid-January to start talking. So, I I mean, I'm encouraged that they at least kind of know where each side is a little bit on some of these things, Uh, but I don't know, kind of, it, it, it doesn't really move the needle for me one way or the other yet.
0: What do you think, Jim?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think you guys
1: make great points is, is when you're, you're looking at a situation like this and you have, you have two sides that, you know, a month and a half ago or whatever it was seemed pretty steadfast and, and it, and it, things look pretty grim. The fact that, um, you know, there, there's still ways to go with the fact that here we are in mid January and, and two sides are meeting today. Uh, the two sides meeting again tomorrow, even even that in and of itself, not not even taking into account, you know, some of the details of the meeting today, the fact that they're coming right back to the table tomorrow instead of going, you know, what let's go think about this for 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 a month or so or a couple of weeks. The fact that they're like, hey, we want to get back together tomorrow. Good talks today. That to me, that's a positive sign. To me, that that makes me realize, um, you know, whether it's players, owners, both together are realizing that that if you don't if you don't move this thing in, uh, in, in a forward direction here, pretty damn quick. Um, you know, you, you you're, you're going to have an up. you're going to be in a position where you're going to miss part of the season. And I, I don't, I don't think that's good for anybody. Um, you know, especially in in, in the, in the climate we're in, I, I just don't think sending the message of, um, either side, regardless of whether there's good arguments or bad, either side saying, Hey, we're not making enough money. Cause that's 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 how the public perceives any sort of a lockout in sports. Well, we, we, not everybody's going to go digging into the dirt and, and figuring out what the sides are saying. They're going to look at this and say, "Oh, these millionaires think they're not making enough money." That's cute. Um, you're gonna you're gonna hurt the game the longer they sit out.
2: Yeah, Agreed. I think too. You know, we've we've touched on this a bit. You, you know, the the Field of Dreams game. We keep going back to this. It was their, their highest rated game in 16 years you cannot afford to lose that right now mm-hmm. you know that's and, great and PR
1: if... for baseball absolutely great PR for baseball and whether you're yeah. going to do a game they, did they say they're doing another one there this year
2: the, yes they are it's it'll it'll be the the Reds and the Cubs this year okay um, in that one
1: you know you do stuff like that you do the little league one you know f- find a way to keep doing kind of some of these special special games like make 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 the game feel games feel special cuz i think that's a thing too with baseballs like i don't think anybody's going to pretend that um you know the the general public is going to be like there's 162 games like some people are going to be like they're not going to care if you miss some games but the the perception of the the money issue is the big problem but yeah you you know you, you had some good pr last year you got to keep
0: that going into this season yeah you don't want to stop good momentum when you have it Um, Jason's not joining us tonight his wife Karen is uh, feeling a little bit under the weather so he's going to be hopping along with comments from the uh, Facebook stream and so far what he said is a good compromising so far it seems it's a good sign and uh, he said "I, I think they both realize they can't afford to miss games and that is the biggest key I think right there if you lose a little bit of spring training It sucks, but it's not the end of the world. It's just going to slow down player evaluation a little bit. The big thing is they cannot afford to lose regular season games. Baseball took too many years to recover from the strike in 94, 95. And frankly, it took uh, raging steroids to make it happen. So, Great point. Great point.
2: Pretending they didn't know about it and then getting outraged about it five years later. You know, to pretend they gave a shit to bring the game back pretty much
0: it's the american way man <laughs> i was gonna say it's, it's
1: America's <laughs> pastime. It feels very pro wrestling
2: to me actually
1: <laughs> <laughs> just less chair throwing and smashing right yeah i mean you bring some of that into baseball i'm sure more people will watch though
0: well i mean we have had players attack uh water coolers with bats many times that's true um, <laughs>
1: that's true and that uh that minor league manager for the Braves throwing rods and grenades at the plate. That's Phil Wellman.
0: <laughs> to this day, one of my favorite videos to watch and laugh at.
1: It's it is it is an it is an art that video. I mean that
0: Bobby Cox had some brilliant meltdowns, and let's remember he was ejected more than anybody else in the history of baseball. And even Bobby never had a meltdown quite like that gotta love the minor leagues man it's so good oh and Jason said uh, Poppy destroying the Orioles phone (laughs) yeah that was a good one that was a good one as well which they later returned to him (laughs) and also uh, Jason would like to point out he was at the game for that meltdown as well nice Nice. (laughs) man that that was a game to be at Right? not only did you get to see big poppy you got to see big poppy have a Destroy big poppy size meltdown exactly that's good <laughs> almost that. uh lou pinella-esque there <laughs>
1: <laughs> true true
0: although i you know i have to ask though um jason since you're watching along was the Big Poppy meltdown more epic than some of the Earl Weaver meltdowns where he's just going nuts out there on umpires that are two and a half times bigger than he is?
1: Oh, Earl was a legend, man. <laughs> Earl was an absolute legend. I it, I obviously wasn't at a game, but it, but for me, I would probably, I would have to tip my hand on that one to to Poppy because I was actually there. Something about being there and watching it live is is probably better than watching it on TV
0: true yeah it's true the best i can find of earl you know it's youtube now because he's poor guy's long gone (laughs) yeah yeah jason said poppy went ape shit on that phone it was amazing it was epic (laughs) oh jason i'm jealous i'm glad you got to see it though all right so since we're on the orioles let's move on into the al east um Jim, as we as I don't know if you've been watching along, but we've been going worse to first. so We will start off with the uh, lovable losers of the AL East, the Baltimore Orioles. Um, last year, they had a record of 52 and 110. Good enough for fifth place in the division. Now, now, let's keep in mind, though, of the most competitive division in all of baseball, because the other four teams had 90 plus wins. Yeah, Now
1: that was I am correct. That was the worst record in baseball, right? As well.
0: Yes. Yeah, good.
1: Good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least we did something. We did. We were the we were the best of the worst.
0: I mean, let's the Diamondbacks gave you a very very good chase for a long time. <laughs> they, <did. laughs> they just didn't. They just weren't committed enough to the cause. That's all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh no. I'm sorry. They tied the Diamondbacks. No, they were both at 52 and 110. Aha yeah, it was Ow, a tie. Hurry. The race to the basement was a tie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, big change. Uh, hey, Tony popped on the chat, too. Um, I was actually just about to mention that, Tony. Um, big change for the Orioles coming up. Um, they decided to tweak the field because um, there are so many home runs hit out of uh, Oriole Park at Camden Yards because it's apparently not the shitty pitching staff. It's all the ballpark's fault, damn it. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, when you when you uh, when you hit yourself in the thumb with a hammer, you didn't do it. The hammer did it. Everybody knows that <laughs> exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly. So what's going to happen is um, left field's being moved. The wall's being moved back in varying increments, to be up to thirty feet b- farther back from home plate. The height of the wall is going to go up five years. So to put it in perspective, last year it was a uh, three thirty three down the line to left, three sixty four in the power alley and left center, and the wall was seven feet high. So it's going to be upwards of probably closer to 394 in the alley and then 12-foot-tall wall. So, um, do you, I, I mean, great. I'm glad they think that's going to help. I'm really not sure if that's going to make a dramatically huge difference at all. But, yeah, it's worth a shot, right? Yeah, I mean, I,
1: I guess if your your theory is you give up too many opposing home runs, I mean... it isn't that also going to take away some of your own home runs at the well, same time? Like it could be counterproductive. Um, no, but I kind of like it. I mean, you know, it, <laughs> Oriole park, uh, is, is like the first of the new style ballpark. So, uh, it's, it's been around, this is the 30th anniversary of it, I believe the 30th year. Um, you know, so th- th- there's only so much you can do to, to a park to change it aesthetically. And, um, you know I, I i've seen some of the renderings of it i think i think it looks pretty neat um it's a different look for baltimore that that you've never you really have never seen um you know you go back to memorial stadium and you know you just had you know your standard your standard outfield fence this one relatively standard despite the the, the geographic makeup of the stadium so uh it's a different look um I guess keeps some of the balls in the park. Uh, you know, I also think it's going to it's going to help when you have 600 people in attendance, you're going to be at 8% capacity instead of 6 since you're going <laughs> to take some of the seats out of there, but um I mean it's it, it's a different look and and you know, I I guess at this point you got to try anything besides I don't know, build up your actual lineup and pitching staff. <laughs>
2: that's, that's exactly where I was going to go. I was well, you know, if you're not going to spend money on players, you might as well make sure you don't give up as many home runs. Jeez,
0: <laughs> right, exactly. So now you're only going to lose games. What, Jason may have had one-liner a of the night. He might have knocked you out, Joe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, J- Joe, Jason might have knocked your one-liner out. How can we keep our pitchers from giving up home runs? I know. Let's move the fence all the way back to Timodium. <laughs> <laughs> incidentally, if you're going you for a day the light game, rail to catch it though, yeah. <laughs> Hey, like I said, if you're going for a day game, that's where you park and hop the light rail to get in and out and avoid traffic yeah, and paying absolutely. for parking. <laughs> and then you won't even have to get on the light rail as long then.
1: Hell, they should pay you for parking to go to go see the Orioles play.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, so let's look at this uh, murderous row of a depth chart that the uh, Orioles are rolling out this year. Um, So the infield, you got Jacob Nottingham catching Ryan Mountcastle at first, Rogundo Dorr, their uh, new acquisition at second. Uh, Third base, you got Kelvin Gutierrez shortstop. You've got Jemai Jones. In the outfield, you got Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Anthony Santander and Ryan McKenna. And DHing, you've got Trey Mancini. I mean, the offense isn't horrific. You have some good bats in there. Mountcastle, Mullins, and Mancini are all dangerous bats. Not to mention uh, Cedric Mullins' speed is phenomenal out there in center field. Um, Pitching, yeah, they've got an ace, and that's unfortunately about it. They've got John Means, who threw one of the no-hitters last year in the record year of no-hitters. But behind Means, you've got uh, Jordan Lyles, Bruce Zimmerman, Zach Lothar, and uh, Keegan Akin. Shaking in my boots, man. Shaking in my boots.
1: Uh, I feel like Cliff Clavin, who are f- four people have never been in my kitchen. Like what? <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, yeah. The the, the the issue with 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 this team, you know, it, it's 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 basically been a similar story since the the last time they have been in the postseason. Is is you have you have you have young players that that need to develop. Um, and by all accounts, you you have some decent young players um you know they 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 changed the coaching staff to really kind of a developmental staff a couple years ago and you thought you know hey you know maybe this team can build something and at times last year they they looked like they were they did have some some promising moments but promising moments and you know and and a group of nobodies um un- unless you got a guy writing the script for major league 4 um it isn't really gonna do a whole lot, especially when you're playing in the in the AL East. And that like to me, that's the big, that's the biggest problem. Like you, you can't you can't just rely on, on developing young talent every year. It, it, it's, a, it's a fool's game in that division.
0: Yeah, it's it's so true. It's so true. Um Jason brings up a good point. Um the prospects for the Orioles are fantastic. Um they've got one of the best farm systems in baseball. Um Adley Rush. Uh, Adley Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez. They are numbers one and six in the MLB top 100. I think consensus, obviously it's going to change in which writer you're talking to, but I think they're between either top three and top five uh, for the farm system. So the big thing for the Orioles is they need these young guys to get seasoned quickly, so they can get them up to the major league club. Because, but uh, looking at the new acquisitions they've made, let's see: waiver claim, waiver claim, waiver claim, and Rogan O'Dor. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that's the thing. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's and the, the 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 thing they have to do too is if you're gonna if you're gonna commit to the to this young talent in your farm system, is actually keep them in your system. Because we've seen yeah. guys come up, and then you know they do the they do the 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 uh, August fire sale every year. They 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 see you know hey, this guy's pretty good. Somebody's going to want him. You know, let's trade him for a bag of balls. Like and, you know, and and that that that's the unfortunate thing, and that's what becomes so frustrating as an Orioles fan is is even when you you, you know besides those those two years where you went to the postseason in the mid twenty tens, um, you know for the, for the last. 30 years of my life pretty much you, you've you've pretty much just enjoyed being a, a not even a mediocre team a bad team losing season after losing season and 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 you know unfortunately when, when you continue to, to feel a lineup like this one um it feels like it's going to be more of the same
0: Yeah, I do agree with that. And, um, you've brought this up many, many times, Jim. Um, you have the worst uh, now that Jeffrey Lurie is gone, you have the worst owner in major league baseball right now.
1: Oh, it's not even close. It's not even close. That, that, that family has enjoyed just collecting money from, from fans and, and, and media outlets for decades now. And, and you know, there seemed to be a glimmer of hope a couple of years ago, and when, when the word was, and, and I'm not being morbid or or you know cruelly funny about it, is is when the uh you heard some of the reports that like the the old man Peter was kind of on his deathbed practically, uh, that there was talks that Major League Baseball was going to force the family's hand because there were it was almost like absentee ownership, like the kids were just kind of sitting idly by. And uh, it was like cool. The league's gonna make them sell, and and somebody's got it. Because like the thing is, I mean, you you saw it in 2015 and 2017 when when the Orioles went to the postseason, the fans showed up. Man, like Orioles mm-hmm. fans are hungry for baseball, like and for good baseball. Like the, the the fan base is there. It's it's a great market for the game. But why are people gonna shell out money to watch a terrible product year in year out? So so. I thought, man, somebody's going to come in here and buy this team and, and actually commit to something. And, uh, unfortunately it looks like the old man's clinging, clinging on. <laughs> so, yeah. so, uh, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, but yeah, that it, ownership is without question, the Orioles biggest problem.
0: Yeah. I mean, let, let's face it, man, they get more attendance from the fans that live out of market that are coming in to see their teams visiting. I mean, I, I know last year when the Braves came in for that three game series, um, the, my boy's old soccer coach from the Efforta area, Coach Lytle, he took the whole family down because, you know, they're diehard Braves fans and they don't like going to Philly because the fan sucks. And, you know, the Orioles, let's face it, there were probably 14 Orioles fans in the ballpark for that game. And Social distancing is great at Orioles games. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, Jason would also like you to remember though, Jim, on the positive end, they were the last undefeated team to start twenty twenty one. Goddamn right they were, and damn you, damn you don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> and they spent more days in first place than the New York Yankees. Which is, I mean, if we're talking good stats
1: like that, that is that is the most beautiful of them all, uh, because the Yankees had no business not spending a number of days in first place, and to spend less days in first than the Orioles, you Chef's kiss.
2: <laughs>
0: All right. So uh, Joe, let's t- they were 52 and 110 this year. So what are you putting their wins at this year, buddy?
2: I don't see it getting any better. I mean, the only thing Odor has to offer is you know a good right cross, and that's about it. <laughs> 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 so I mean, if you're not gonna go out there and, and make the improvements you need to make which they clearly haven't, and they're obviously not, you know, retaining some of the stuff that they have, you know, realistically, I, I can't see them getting any better. I mean, not as good as the rest of that division is. The only team that you expect to see maybe a little drop off, um, I mean, it could be the Blue Jays with some of the talent they lost, but every other team hasn't lost anything really so far. In
0: the AL East, so. All right, what do you think, Jim? Yeah, I mean,
1: can can, can they get to sixty three and ninety? Not can we avoid a <laughs> a three digits in the loss column? Like, I, I don't, you know, and it's unfortunate. I I just I don't expect, um, kind of like Joe said, man. I just I it's it's sad that I don't expect to be much better. Um, maybe maybe you get into the sixty wins um besides that i mean i i it's it's embarrassing to say like 81 and 81 would feel like a fucking world series at this point uh which is which is it's it's just embarrassing for for orioles baseball but it's kind of been the the name of the game for him yeah it's and like like yeah if you if you were in if you were in a a bad division um maybe you could get away with a bit more but when you're playing a majority of your games against four of the better teams in the in the major league you're, you're just, you're, you can't, you can't get out of that.
0: Yeah. Um, Jason said he's, he's going 60 wins. this year, max. Um, I think I'm going to go right around there. Uh, probably 58, 60 wins. I don't think they have quite enough to avoid another 100 loss season. The problem isn't that it, the problem isn't just that the Orioles don't have enough on the major league roster. The problem is nobody really lost much in the rest of the division like i said you got four other teams that won 90 plus games i don't think that's going to happen again next year but you know well, and and like the red sox the red
1: sox you know they pulled into town early
0: Mm -hmm. you know they
1: they weren't supposed to be that good um the yankees if they can ever figure it out (laughs) shit you know um tampa just keeps kind of hanging around so yeah i mean maybe toronto slacks a little bit but then you you got to hope if if you're baltimore that you catch toronto on one of their down swings and not on an upswing so that then that's the hard part too is when when do you play these teams you know do you catch them on a heater do you catch them on a slump um it seems like unfortunately a lot of times the orioles catch their opponents on a on a a heater
0: yeah all right so anything else about your orioles jim or no, i mean yeah i like I see tony's comments
1: there about um you know the, the, you know where where would they move in and yeah I don't think they're they're not gonna move i mean the angelo's family's not gonna move them i don't think um and and you're not gonna you're not gonna leave that ballpark um you know the, the the ballpark's valuable you know people love love the park and i mean it's it's that and the inner harbor are the only uh the sh- shining parts of that entire city really so um. Yeah, I don't think the Orioles are going anywhere. I don't. You know, if they hell if they haven't moved them by now, they're they're certainly not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I don't see that happening. I mean, first the of all, it's hard to move, let it happen either. Yeah. Well, it, it's hard to move a franchise because teams are so competitive about stay out of my market. Yeah. So I mean, really, the only thing
1: we're seeing what is the and we'll obviously talk about them here in a minute, but the the Tampa Montreal thing they're they're still trying to make happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That got shot. Yeah. That's a mess. That is an absolute mess. But wait. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a a little bit since they, uh, you know, won the division last year. All right. So the number four team in the AL East last year, we have the Toronto Blue Jays. They had a record of 91 and 71. We were so damn close to that ultimate chaos scenario of a four way tie or a three way tie. Uh, I'm still disappointed we didn't get it. So the Blue Jays, um, they're still returning a crazy, scary lineup with kids of former major leaguers. You've got um, Alejandro Kirk catching. Um, you've got Vlad Jr. at first base, who should have been MVP last year, will probably be MVP next year. Um, you have Kavon Biggio at second, Santiago Espinal at third, Bo Bichette at shortstop. In the outfield, you got Loris Guriel. you've got George Springer, you've got Randall, Randall Gritchick, and you've got Teoscar Hernandez. Now, the pitching's not quite as good last year. Um, They lost Robbie Ray. They picked up Kevin Gossman. Um, Gossman had a great season, and I'm really pissed that, Jim, you never saw it with the Orioles, and I never saw it with the Braves, and we had him. Uh, But good for him with San Francisco and a team that could mash any other lineup in the majors. Uh, But let's face it, Blue Jays fans, that's a major downgrade to your roster. And then behind Gossman, you've got uh, Jose Barrios, uh, Jin Ryu, Alec Manoa, and Ross Stripling, and uh, Jordan Romano closing in a, a new acquisition for the bullpen, Yimmy Garcia, as well. So starting pitching is not going to be as good. The offense is still going to be solid. Um, there's a lot to love about this Blue Jays squad. What, what do you think, Joe? Uh,
2: offensively, there's a ton to love about this team. Um, Springer is is known to be... Clutch here and there when they need a a big hit when he's up. Uh, Vlad Jr. is enough said. You don't really have to be, we've, you know, gone after his numbers pretty aggressively here in the last year. I mean, he's, you know, if it weren't for the Shohei phenomenon, he would have won the MVP. Um, But yeah, I think Ray is too much of a downgrade based on the rest of that rotation. I, I don't see him having quite the same year I don't know I don't remember quite what Gossman and Ray's records were but it's probably the difference between you know where they are where they were last year and how many wins they have next year I think this year
0: go ahead Jim yeah I
1: mean I mean I I think you can you can look at this team and and uh I mean aesthetic wise I love that they've kind of gone back to their uh, a little bit more vintage style uh, look. Uh, I've always loved the Blue Jays look. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you you have a lineup that's exciting. Just absolutely an, an exciting lineup to watch. Um, you know, Vlad Jr. As a, as a as a guy who grew up watching his dad. I mean, I remember watching his dad play in Harrisburg. So, uh, you know, I, I was along for that phenomenon. And, and, and now his kid's coming in and is, is arguably the most exciting player in baseball to watch. So um, to see him on a team that, um you know historically is, is is not has not always been up there but when they are man that that city is 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 passionate but i i had to chuckle the the one um the the year my wife and i went on our uh, anniversary trip up into canada we stayed in toronto and it we had planned it like a year and a half in advance and and that was the year um was it, the, it was in 16 they went to the world series that year and we were in toronto trying to drive through the city like for like game one or something it was like this is insane who would have guessed you ske- you schedule a, a trip and the toronto blue jays actually figure out how to put an entire season and postseason together but man like that city you're driving in like the people were just passionate about it so so it's super fun um yeah i i don't i don't know that i anticipate them to necessarily get better yes i am jason and uh <laughs> you are believer older than me so uh you can take that and shove it up your cane um but like you know it's again you're you're talking when you're in this division how how do how do you improve from year to year and and it's almost impossible when you're one of the quote unquote smaller market teams like Tampa's kind of seemed to find that magic um but uh you know t- Toronto's exciting you know we'll, we'll see if they can kind of capture magic in a
0: bottle again this year So It's really hard to predict what's going to happen with the blue. Sorry. I've been watching Jason and Jim back and forth in the chat. Um, It's, it's hard to predict where some of these teams are going to move because there's going to be a lot of movement between the Jays and the Red Sox and the Yankees. I still think Tampa is going to stay on top next year. I Tampa Bay, they develop pitching better than almost any team in the majors. Um, Atlanta, they're trying to get back to what they did back in the 90s, and they have brought some good guys up. But I, I don't think anybody has passed Tampa Bay for the uh, best churners of good pitchers at this point. So, so the big things that they've done so far, they did re-sign Jose Barrios, um, seven-year deal, $131 million. There's a player opt-out after 2026. 2026. And based on performance and awards, uh, 2027, 2028 can increase by up to 5 million. Um, And this was a deal to avoid arbitration. And then uh, they picked up Sean Anderson, a waiver claim from San Diego. Again, the Gossman deal was five years, $110 million. Um, Yimmy Garcia's deal was two years, 10 million, with a 5 million team option for 2024 and a $1 million buyout. Um, Honestly, that Yimmy Garcia deal, that's a phenomenal deal for a good quality reliever uh, for five mil a year. Um, No arguments for me there. So uh, they're making, you know, they're making small market kind of moves. They're keeping their, they're trying to keep their own in house. Um, Gossman, I will admit Gossman was a bigger splash than I thought they were going to make, but I think they were also kind of forced into that move when they wouldn't, um, you know, when they wouldn't resign their Cy Young winner. So, you know, you know, you have to, make a move somewhere so that's where they put the money on that. Um my guess for the Blue Jays next year, I think they are going to increase a little bit. I'm gonna say maybe ninety three ish wins. Um I think they're gonna be second and they probably are gonna take one of the wild card spots, I think. Uh Joe, what do you think?
2: Um I don't have that much confidence in them to go any higher. It kind of depends on you know what what the rest of this division does but i think between gossman and ray that's probably what four wins at least so i i'd see yeah. him being, a, being about the same maybe one or two one way or the other but i don't i don't know that i see him in second in the division
0: what do you think jim um
1: you know i i think it i think the big thing is it depends It like can can that the full rotation hold up and and when you're going to catch some of the some of the different teams some of the hotter teams uh in the AL or the NL and how the schedule will work itself out um you know and and and, and how the whole thing's going to play out um I think you're going to see him I think you're going to see him back in this 90 90 to 100 um if if they can really get hot at a certain point of year you you can maybe see them creep up into that 95 to 100 uh, range but I think doing about the same as what you did you know anywhere Probably between eighty-five and ninety-five is is your most realistic, and and it's going to just depend on what happens with Boston, what happens with New York. I think you're you're pretty right, Andrew. I think Tampa is probably going to stay stay at the top. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I, I think you're you're right in the wheelhouse here.
0: All right, it's nice to get validated like that. Doesn't happen too often with Jason around. Wow, he's a crackhead. So, <laughs> oh man. All right, guys, anything else for the Blue Jays? All right, let's move on to the Yankees. So the Yankees last year were third in the AL East. I almost said NL, oh my God. Um, their record was 92 and 70. They were the second wild card team. They were eliminated by the Red Sox in the wild card game. Um, they bring back a lot of the same pieces. You still have Gary Sanchez catching, and my God, that guy's a shell of himself from a couple of years ago. I'm so glad he was a very quick early drop on my fantasy team last year. As I once again won my family's Fantasy Baseball League. Um, Luke Voigt at first, Glabar Torres at second, D.J. LeMahieu at third, uh, Gio Rochella at shortstop, outfield you got Joey Gallo, Aaron Hicks, Aaron Judge, and Giancarlo Stanton at the DH. Uh, Pitching-wise, you still have Garrett Cole at the top, which that's never a bad thing. You've got Jordan Montgomery at two, uh, Luis Severino, if he's finally healthy, will be at three. Uh, Jameson Taliesin at four, Nestor Cortez at five. And, of course, they still have the uh 100-mile-an-hour arm and the bullpen with the oldest chap in closing. So still a very, very solid Yankees team. Um Offensively, they still need help. Same problem they had last year. The pitching's pretty decent, Um, but that's why they went after Joey Gallo, because they had no bats. What do you think, Jim?
1: Yeah, it's... It's astounding to me how, how kind of year in, year out, you know, you'd, you'd expect the New York Yankees to be the, the best lineup, the best rotation. Um, you, you have literally all the money that, that you could play with in this entire sport. Um, and, and the fact that you, you can't put a lineup together to uh, continue, continuously put up a number of runs and, and to win ball games. I mean, they, they won ninety two games, which I mean is is no, um, no depressing feat. But, but you 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 can't talk to a Yankees fan and and expect them to try and tell you that they're happy with the direction this team has been the last few years. It, 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 there's just there's no way. There's there's absolutely no way. So, um, yeah, I feel like you're probably going to be in about about some of the same. Yeah, there's 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 nothing about this lineup. Um, I mean, unless you're. as – bad at pitching as the Orioles are that should really intimidate a lot of teams. I think we're going to see, you know, kind of same old, same old out of the Yankees.
0: What do you think Joe?
2: Yeah. I'm I'm just not that impressed with them. I think they found a way into that second wild card spot. You know, they had the bravado to say, well, you know, fine. We want to play in Fenway and Boston said, fine, we're going to beat you in Fenway. Um, (laughs) Yeah, nothing like tempting your rival by saying, yeah, we want to play you at your place. (laughs) Um, You know, Gary Sanchez is probably the worst catcher in the division from a position standpoint, Um, you know, maybe outside of of the Orioles. But, you know, he's he's the worst catcher from a position standpoint. Yeah, he still has a bat, but um, he's not – quite as strong at you know framing and things like that defensively he's pretty bad um they don't really have a quote-unquote everyday shortstop that that everybody knows they can count on i I don't really think that that yankee fans i would agree with jim they're not really too optimistic about kind of not knowing who your shortstop is on a day-to-day basis and whether he can actually live up to being a shortstop for the yankees because let's be honest, n- number two set a high bar there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just don't know that they have enough. I think it, de- it depends an awful lot on, you know, who else they might pick up here in the, in between things. I think giving up Brett Gardner was a bad idea. Um, he's a pretty decent bat and a decent fielder. He's not, obviously not, you know, Aaron judge by any means, but, you know, or any other half-decent outfielder, but he still has a decent bat on, it. you know, every third day or something. Um, so I was kind of surprised by that. I don't know if they, you know, if they bring back Rizzo at all or where Rizzo ends up. Um, th- there's a lot of unknowns about the Yankees, I think.
0: Yeah, so um, Tony, uh, one of my buddies, he's actually – the uh, he's the guy in charge of the uh, Black Arrow podcast distribution network that we're under. He's okay. a big Yankees fan, and um, uh, one prospect that he wants to bring up is uh, Roderick Arias. He thinks he's going to be the next day, rod um, as long as he keeps proving himself up throughout the minors. Um, he's impressed with their farm system, and I honestly, the Yankees do not have a bad farm system. And uh, uh, Roderick Arias is the number one ranked international prospect. So, you know, that could be the answer at shortstop coming up in the future for them. Um, Jason was saying that the Yankees, they haven't been the same since they lost to Arizona in 0-1. And I that, I think, is very true. That that Yankees team, when uh, when Gonzo hit that little blooper off Mariano that just fell between the infield and the outfield, I, my, the, you, you could feel a change in the winds. The Yankees were not what they used to be at that point um and uh from yeah also from jason uh they kept swisher for the yankees for young energy kicking out garden was a bad move yeah, yeah I, I think
1: i think he hits the nail on the head with this one they're designed to hit to strike out or hit homer and, and, and yeah. um it, which is very reminiscent of the that orioles team that went to the alcs in 15 against the royals yeah. um and when you get against a team that that, that can just kind of small ball you the Orioles are sc- I watched game one of that ALCS and I was like oh this is gonna suck because like you know the Orioles were the same way man like they they led the league in homers but they they, they couldn't do anything and if you could pitch around them that team's dead same with the Yankees that's a great point
0: yeah I agree and one other point Tony brings up uh they have no defense no and that really that that really showed also the all in the wild card game against the Red Sox I mean the Red Sox just put an absolute beat down on the Yankees. All right. So uh,
2: and I think, I think Chapman too is, is, you know, a shell of what he was when he was with the Yankees the first time and with the Cubs. I mean, he's clearly not that strong of a pitcher anymore
0: some yeah something's up with him because he still has the velo but i wonder if he got really affected by the crackdown on sticky stuff because it it looked like his fastball got pretty flat and didn't move as much and let's face it you could throw the fastball 110 miles an hour if it's straight a major league hitter is going to be able to handle it and pop it
2: yeah absolutely
0: and he was never really known for phenomenal control
2: no, and we saw that too with, with Sorry, Garrett dude, Cole. I think, I think his Garrett Cole's numbers kind of fell a little bit once, once they started cracking down. So, I mean, you know, it, it, you can have the fastest ball in the world, but if you can't, you know, you, you can't angle it, you can't aim it, well, <laughs> like you said, anybody's going to hit that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh Joe, what are you thinking for a uh, win total for the Yankees next year?
2: Um somewhere, somewhere around where they are, 92, 95 tops. Um yeah, I, I would I'm probably more inclined to be on the lower side of that, but um you know, somewhere somewhere around where they are, maybe a little below. I, I don't see them you know, scrape they might scrape in depending on how the rest of the AL is because let's be honest that wild cards coming out of the AL East and probably both of them are um because the AL Central is garbage and you know unless Oakland goes on a tear and competes with Seattle I it you know I, I don't know I, I at least one of the wild cards is coming out of this AL East. And I don't know if it's going to be, you know, if they're going to get two like they did this year though.
0: Yeah. I I think it's safe to say at least one wild card is coming out of the AL East. The question is, will the Mariners be able to either pass the Astros or take the second wild card this upcoming season? Um, uh, Dave is very confident that the Mariners, if everything falls right, could very well pass the Astros this year. So We'll have to see how that plays out, uh, Jim. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't uh, endorse Dave's teams being successful in life, but uh, <laughs> I think he was on to a good point there uh, with the Yankees. I mean, yeah, I, I think they're probably going to be about the same. My hope is that a team like Toronto gets a little bit better. Um, my hope that a team in New York gets worse. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean into that one. I'm gonna hope that they get worse. Um, so let's go like 80, 85 wins. Like I don't think there's going to be a huge drop off. Let, let's hope that this lineup we said strike out or home runs. Let's hope they go strike out more times than home runs, and and uh, that they, they they fall to kind of let's just just below sub five hundred at like eighty and eighty two. That would just be nice.
0: <laughs> I
1: don't think they fall that far. Probably not. But I'm I'm a hopeful. I can't. I have no hope in the Orioles. So I at least have to have hope that a team I hate gets worse. <laughs> what are
2: we saying, John? They've got the third best pitcher in the, in New York, so. That's <laughs>
0: true. <laughs> um, Jason, uh, friend of the show, Jason, he says 85 wins. I'm going to go a little bit better than that. I think 87, 88 is what, is what I'm expecting in the Yankees. But honestly, if it's all the way down at 85, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think the Yankees do better than third, and I don't think they're going to take the second wild card next year. What a shame. and uh jason's ready to clean house he said if the yankees don't make the playoffs this year you fire boone you fire cashman toronto's on the rise and they're stacked offensively i 100% agree with that um yeah the the, that how long has uh cashman been in charge of the yankees front office
1: probably too long if you're if you're a yankees fan yeah
2: yeah it's the the only uh, reason that boone got a Got extended is because they made the playoffs. And, yeah. I mean, if they didn't scrape into that wild card spot, Boone would have been fired. Yeah, and rightly so. I mean, I don't think he deserved another year. But
0: no, I if he didn't make it, he was gone. No if, ands, or buts.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so let's talk about the uh, big rival of the Yankees, the Boston Red Sox. They ended last year with a 92-70 and 70 record. That was good for second in the AL East. They were the first AL wildcard team, and they were eliminated by the Astros in the ALCS. Um, they bring back a lot of the same guys. Uh, they bring back Christian Vasquez catching. You've got Bobby Dahl back at first, Christian Arroyo at second, uh, Rafael Devers at third, Xander Bogarts at short. Um, outfield, you've got Kike, you've got Jackie Bradley Jr., you've got Alex Verdugo, and you've got J.D. Martinez, D.H. Uh, pitching, you've got Chris Saleh. It looks like he should be back and healthy this year. Uh, Nathan Ivaldi, Nick Pavetta, Rich Hill, Tanner Hawk. And they also acquired Michael Waka as a free agent as well. A um, couple big losses, though. They did lose um, Eduardo Rodriguez, who went to the Tigers, so uh, they also lost Kyle Schwarber. They declined the option, although Schwarber's still out there. So that's still a possibility that he could come back. Um, and the WACA, I mean, that's a one-year prove it, prove it deal. One year, 7 million. So if that doesn't work out, no big deal. Um, you know, the Red Sox, they arrived early last year. We pointed this out throughout the playoffs last year. We pointed this out in the uh, season wrap last year. Um, they're good. You know, they're a good young team and they're, and they're definitely on the rise. Um, what do you think? Are they going to do a little better this year? Are they going to do a little worse, about the same? Uh, what do you think, Joe?
2: I see them doing better than they did last year. I think, like we've said, they they arrived a year ahead of what we expected them to do, what most people expected them to do. Um, I think having those six starters that you mentioned, I'm pretty comfortable with that as a, a rotation if I'm in charge of of the the Red Sox having you you could stretch guys out have six a six man rotation I'm I'm pretty comfortable with that um, I don't know if I like the order I mean not to say that the order you have not listed is the order they would be in but right. um, I I could see Rich Hill maybe four or five um or, or six if you do six man somewhere in there um, I I think they have I saw this a lot watching them last year they are the m- probably the most patient team at the plate. They were definitely the most patient team last year. Um, you know, the way that they, um, almost as patient as Juan Soto, <laughs> you know, fr- from from a plate discipline standpoint, um, you know, really working counts, making pitchers throw pitches. I, I see them doing a lot of things good. They didn't really lose that much um, other than, Rodriguez and and who knows what will happen with Schwarber and the rest of free agency once it opens back up again. So, I I see them doing big things and and they were a, a year ahead of schedule, so they can only go further up.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jim?
1: Yeah, I I think you have to assume um, that they're going to get better. Like I think if you look at at the where the Red Sox were going two you know two and a half three seasons ago. You thought, you know, yeah, twenty twenty one. They're they're probably improving. They might be middle of the road, around that five hundred mark. You know, twenty twenty two is probably the first year that they're really going to be like in contention. And then all of a sudden, last year came along and and <laughs> they, uh, they 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 kind of surprised everybody, including you know Red Sox fans. And and I know I had you guys on huddle up last year. We were talking about it, and and, and one of our listeners like had commented, you know, that's a Red Sox fan and was like, there's no way this team's going to be good this year. And just surprised everybody for the entire season. So one would assume that a a year later with, with, you know, a similar lineup, same coaching, um, I, I don't necessarily expect them to, to, um, move backwards. Um, Unless it was just kind of one of those flash in the pan years, you know, we, we've seen it in sports where where a team overperforms for a season and then just can't recapture that. Uh, I mean, if you're talking the NFL, a couple years, we're not not far removed from the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC title game. Okay, <laughs> so like it happens sometimes. Um, that said, I, I I don't see it happening with the Red Sox. I think the lineup and, and the pitching it's it's just too good, unfortunately. Because I hate them as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, if you really want to go NFL and obscure, we're really not that far away from the Minneapolis Miracle.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It, it happens, man. It happens.
0: Yeah. So uh, Jason said uh, Red Sox would be like two seasons ago, either a bust or a contender. They have an amazing infield defense. Wise, the pitching has been shaky due to injuries. Jason, I'm gonna. I I don't agree with you on the amazing infield defense. The left side of that infield has not been phenomenal outside of Bogarts, I don't think. Um, and the right side of the infield could be better. If you look at the advanced uh, defensive numbers, it's they're not phenomenal. They're not terrible by any small stretch of the imagination. I would still take the Red Sox infield over the Yankees infield any day of the week. But uh, it's they could definitely do a little better defensively than they're doing. I, at least that's my thought there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with the Red Sox, because I think this is a hard team to try and predict for next year. Um, are they going to keep growing on what they did? Or are they going to regress a little bit? Or are they going to be about the same? What's and again, the big question with these ALEs teams, what the hell is the rest of this division going to look like? Because. I, the Blue Jays will probably be better. The Yankees will be about the same, maybe worse. The Orioles really can't get much worse. I think they've probably hit the floor for that. So, you know, you've only got so many cheap wins you're going to get in there. And I don't remember who the AL East plays in um, interleague play next season. I, I Something I should have looked up but forgot to do so. Um, so where do I think the Red Sox are going to end? They were at 92 wins this year. Oh, man. I think I'm going to put the Red Sox about 90 wins, maybe 92. I think maybe a very slight regression. Um, I will not at all be shocked if I'm wrong, either way lower or way higher, though. What do you think,
2: Joe? I'm going to go about 95, 96, somewhere in there, win-wise. I, I think they they didn't lose a ton, and they added a couple of insurance pieces so far who knows what they'll do with when free agency opens back up once the deal's done um you know that's that's the one caveat to some of these teams that were you know in a tight tight division last year is well who who makes a splash once once everything opens back up again um you know who whom do you know do the Yankees throw everything they can at Carlos Correa you know, that that certainly changes the dynamic a bit um, if they do that. But as things stand now, I see about 95-96 for, for the Red Sox. I think they stay pretty firm here in the second-place spot.
0: What do you think, Jim?
1: Yeah, I, I think about the same. You know, if I, if I'm looking at the Red Sox, I, I don't expect them um, to regress. So, so at, at worst... You're going to go 92 and 70, I feel like. Um, but I think they'll probably improve a little bit, 95, 100, 105 if they really get hot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think they're going to be about the same. I think they're going to be the number two team in this division. I think they're going to they're going to make it to the wild card. And then, um, you know, can they get hot? We'll find
0: out. Um, Jason has them at 96 wins. Uh, and he also like to point out that 96 wins in the East is like 110 wins in the AL Central. Oh, absolutely, yeah, man! You're not wrong. I and, mean, and just, let's
2: and, be- <laughs> and just like for the the Southsiders, it didn't do jack. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. I mean, let let us think about it. The best record in baseball last year was the Giants. If the Giants were in the AL or in the AL Central last year, would they have beaten the Mariners for the best rec- regular season record of all time? It's certainly possible because uh they wouldn't have let their pedal up in early August.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: True. <laughs> All right, guys. Anything else about the Red Sox? I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you know, they're one of the teams I actually don't hate in the American League. So yeah. Well, you don't American
1: have to team. you don't have to be in a division with them for the last forever. So <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean that's a fair point.
2: I
1: I I will say even if I didn't have to, if the Orioles didn't stare up into their ass every year.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I will say that that is uh, quite quite the ballpark. If you're not, even if you're not a Red Sox fan, if you haven't been to Fenway, get there. Yeah it's it's Um, it's one of my it's
1: it's one of the places I want to get to post pandemic is is Fenway for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, same. I've been by it. I've never just like Wrigley. I've been by it. I've never been in it yet can't wait to get in at some time
2: yeah yeah you gotta get into wrigley now now that they've done a lot of the upgrades at wrigley i mean i had been there first time i was there was back when piazza was playing for the dodgers and lasorda was the manager
1: damn you're old too wow.
2: <laughs> yeah 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 so, I I,
0: maybe in the I, I was
2: i was back there a few years ago i got to watch my favorite pitcher the professor pitch you know that game so it's just a different atmosphere Wrigley Fenway those those places are just you know
1: yeah i'm bummed i never made it, it to yankee stadium you know Wrigley's a place i would love to get to i mean it's a little it's a little different now than than originally but uh still a uh, cathedral when you're talking uh baseball stadiums
0: <laughs> all right so let's move on to the uh champions of the AL East last year you have the Tampa Bay Rays. They went 162. They won the division and then were promptly eliminated by the Red Sox and the ALDS. Um, the Rays bring back, once again, a really, really solid lineup. You've got Mike Zanino catching. You've got uh, G-Man Choi at first, Brandon Lowe at second, Yandy Diaz at third. Wander Franco on his monstrous 11-year $182 million deal. Um, in the outfield, you've got Randy Arozarena. Ross Arena excuse me Kevin Kiermeyer, uh, and Manuel Margot Austin Meadows DH and again the Rays know how to develop pitching you've got um, Shane McClan you got Shane Bass Drew Rasmussen they signed Corey Kluber on uh you know show us what you got kind of deal one year eight million um they also have a uh, Luis Patino and they've got Andrew Kitteridge in the bullpen along with uh Pete Fairbanks J.P Frierson Brandon Berger I mean guys the Rays are still stacked. Um, the AL East, as far as I'm concerned, is still the Rays division to lose. What do you think, Jim?
1: I, I think you're 100% right. I mean, it, it's scary. You know, in the in the notes you put together, when you're looking at this and you, and you put new acquisitions in italics and I'm sitting there trying to find italics with the Tampa Bay Rays, like, you know, and and when you're, Show us what you got is an eight million dollar Corey Kluber, like as your number four pitcher. Um, my God, like every other team in the league, I feel like would would just would kill to have that. Um, so yeah, they, you know they're they're a team that um was fantastic through the regular season, and I mean it's a shame because you know we, we talk about Baltimore being a city that just that just aches for for good baseball. Um, you, know, you can you can walk up day a game and get premium seats uh, at uh at tampa i mean you have a you have a terrible old stadium like they they need they need to get outside hell just freaking blow the roof off of that crappy joint at least get some sunlight on your games you're in florida for god's sakes um but you know b- b- besides the stadium and, and, and you know you have a fan base that like just doesn't seem to care it's it's astounding when you when you have such a good team so um, but yeah, there's there's to me, there's no reason to believe that the Rays aren't aren't the uh, go to for this division.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Joe?
2: Yeah, it's hard to argue They they didn't lose really anybody of consequence. Um. They, they've locked in Franco for 11 years. I mean. You know that that's that's huge that they, they, they didn't add too much of anything. I mean, Kluber is is. I think going to be beneficial to them, but they they won this division handily without him. So, I I mean, they're, they're easily the team of this division, but um, as we saw with both them and the White Sox really doesn't matter if you win your division, once you get to October, but um, yeah, easily this is their division to lose.
0: I don't know if I go that far as to say it doesn't matter if you win your division when it rolls around in October, because I think something that was a massive help for the Braves against the Dodgers was the fact that they had home field advantage because they were the division winner, even though they had far fewer wins.
2: Right. I mean, I, I, I'm i not disagreeing with that side of it. I think just the White Sox, the way that the White Sox fell apart like a dumpster fire after coasting to that division, um, you know, the Rays... Uh, up until the last week, you know, that last week, they, they walked away with it. So, uh, you know, not having to play meaningful games the whole way through, you know, the Braves played meaningful games the whole way through Saturday mm-hmm. of that, or, you know, Friday of that week. So, you know, that that's – I think the difference division winning-wise is – that that's the difference division winning is if – well, if you win it in the last week – or week and a half, that's different than winning it in August or early September.
0: Well, that, that it,
2: was kind of more so where I was going with that.
0: That's that's fair, and it's also it, we should also point out, you know, as Jim said, they have no home field advantage because about four hundred people show up to a game if they're lucky unless you know the yankees the red sox are in town and then all the yankees and red sox fans living in florida show up because they want to see their their regular team play live that they can't usually see play live yeah. so um jason wants to ask how's this team so good with such a crap payroll even when they were called the devil Rays with fred McGriff and wade boggs the yankees couldn't beat them
1: <laughs> you know it true, oh, man it, it's 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 astounding to look at 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 in, in in the in the world of the the Yankees and the Red Sox and you know some of some of these other teams that just have these huge payrolls and Tampa's just sitting there developing players and, and you know they they lose guys at end end of these contracts and they just keep finding ways to to build them back in and and to continue to flood players through this pipeline and bring players in and they find ways to win. It, it is astounding to me um you know and and like it should theoretically give hope to, to a lot of other teams around the league that like why can't we do this but man um it's it's just it is it's it's an amazing it's something special down in tampa
0: and uh tony said bet your mortgage that they'll be number one in the division absolutely i'm betting the mortgage that they would be number one in the division pitching wins championships look at atlanta in 2021 look at atlanta in 1995 Good pitching will take you everywhere when your offense is struggling.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if your opponent can't score runs, doesn't matter. You know, all you got to do, all you got to do, if, if your opponent can only score two runs, you only have to score three. Exactly. So it's, it, you know, you don't have to get into a freaking boat race with somebody.
0: I mean, it, it's how the Braves knocked the Brewers out. It, it was good pitching against good pitching. So then you're looking at what's left with the offense, and um, and yeah, I, Braves had more pop than the Brewers, so that's why they knocked him out. And yes, Jason, that's that is the <laughs> only World Series of the fucking nineties that I am pissed off about. The Yankees should not have won that goddamn World Series. That was utter bullshit. Ninety-eight, yeah, I have no arguments about the Yankees trouncing the Braves in ninety, but ninety-six, that was a load of bullshit.
2: Jason, Jason, you're welcome back anytime, man. Keep it up. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I agree. It should have been Yankees done in five games and the Braves crapped the bed when they got back to uh, uh Turner field. And it was uh, extremely disappointing to say the least should have been back to back. Damn it. All right. So um, what are you guys thinking? Win total uh, Jim, what are you thinking for the uh, Rays next year?
1: Um, I mean, I, I think hundreds a decent number. I don't, I don't see them being any any worse necessarily. Um, you know, can they get to 105? Can they get to 110? Like, I mean, it's the 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 number of wins over 100 is going to depend on the lineup. It, it has nothing to do with the pitching. The pitching is going to win them games but they probably don't have business winning. It's a matter of of the lineup. Um, kind of meeting that challenge sometimes as well. Like you're going to have points where your pitching doesn't hold up. Um, you know, so can, can the lineup hold them up in those games? I'll put them at, I'll put them at a, at a buck five. I'll put them right there at 105 slight improvement uh, year over year. Uh, but you know, it's, it's hard to be much better when you're winning triple digits.
0: <laughs> so true. Joe, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm going to keep them around a hundred. I I'd say hundred, hundred and two. I'm not, uh, you know, the rest of this division, again, we we will wait and see what happens once a deal gets done, if it gets done. Um, you know where some other pieces fall. I think once that happens, we may need to look at this and go well. Based on what we had, yes, but what they have now, <laughs> how different is that? But I, I'd say a hundred, hundred two.
0: Yeah, uh, Jason says one hundred one. Uh, I think about one hundred five, honestly. This team is solid, and now that they have some postseason experience, they will be a better team in the postseason next year as well. Um, Let me roll back to the Yankees for one second. Uh, I I had one other thought. Joe, you had brought up, uh, you know, they might go after Carlos Correa. That's not, the, that's not the free agent I think the Yankees are going to throw the most money at to try and improve that team. I think that they're going to throw the most money at Freddie Freeman to try and get him out of Atlanta because, let's face it, the Yankees need a bat at first base.
2: Yeah. Um, you know I know we'll talk about the NL East in a couple weeks, but why the hell didn't the Braves sign this guy already?
0: <laughs> Good question. I don't have an answer. I I, I wish, I wish I knew. I I really wish I knew.
2: I could see him going after Freddie. I think, you know, Freddie is a little bit quicker, I think, defensively than, than their options now. Um, You know, bat wise, it's between him and, and again, I I don't know that Rizzo will stay, but if Rizzo comes back, you know, between him and Rizzo, the, the offense is, about equal maybe freddie's a little better um but defensively defensively i think freddie is a little more athletic
0: Uh, i see the freddie debate's going jason says the yankees are going to get freeman uh pats and cabbage i don't think there's enough money in the yankees to lure freddie from atlanta god pat i hope you're right (laughs) um Jason, though, I, I agree with that. The crazy thing Tampa's been a top five team for almost a decade, averages twenty five thousand fans a game. Sounds like Marlins fans, except for the fact that the Marlins are lucky if they get two thousand at a game. Um, <laughs> weird how Florida baseball isn't big unless they make the World Series. I I I don't understand why. Well, I can understand for Tampa Bay. They were bad for so many years after they came into the league. Their stadium is one of the most unremarkable piles of garbage in the league. Oh, yeah. I mean bad i mean even veterans stadium as much of a dump as that was was better than tropicana field yeah there's Um, there's
1: nothing endearing about tropicana yeah
0: nothing at all um
2: there are college stadiums that are better than a drop. yeah
1: Yeah. i mean it's a nondescript pile of concrete it's just it's garbage
0: I mean, last last summer, I had the opportunity to go to a to three different minor league teams. I got to go see the Senators. I got to see um, up in Harrisburg. I got to see the Barnstormers several times. Obviously, I actually ran into Jim once. Yeah, And um, I also uh, I, I flew down to Tennessee to visit my buddy, John, and uh, he and his girlfriend took me out to see the Nashville Sound. That oh, stadium nice. is gorgeous. That's right along the river, isn't it? Yeah, it's right on the river, and in the uh, right center field scoreboard, it's shaped like a freaking guitar. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. The best part is, by the end of the sixth inning, all the young kids that were down in front of us were gone. So uh, me and John just sat back, drank a lot of beer, and started heckling the umpire and the other team, and the older people sitting behind us were just cracking up. Man,
1: dude, I tell you what, though. I got to get to that place that, that Jason retweeted from the Atlantic League the other day. Uh, oh
0: the um uh long island uh fair uh, where are the
2: fairy hawks yeah Ferry hawks,
0: that's it my yeah. god that, that what,
1: cool. what a freaking view man and it's and a thing like you know major league stadiums are awesome don't get me wrong at least a, a large number of them but um know, there's there's still something special about going to a minor league park in a in a, in a small town or you know a small city and and uh, catching a game, City Island in Harrisburg is is absolutely gorgeous, and unless it's Mayfly season, um, but uh yeah, I mean, going going to go into a going to a minor league park, man, you, you grab a dog, grab a beer, grab a pretzel, something. I mean, it's 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 just classic, you know. I I got out to two or three Barnstormers games last year, and um, you know, I hope to get to even some more this year because it's just you know, it's, it's a good time. It just, it's a good time. It's, it's, it's relatively cheap uh, to go to these minor league games. You know, you yeah. don't have to go the players. You don't have to, it's not about, you know, the millions of dollars, whatever, but man, there, there's nothing like getting into a ballpark and, and feeling the sun on your face, drinking a cold beer, hearing the, the crack of the bat and the snap of the leather in the glove. It's yeah. it, It's just, there's something special about it
0: yeah i wholeheartedly agree with you on that one um let's see tony thinks freddie's going to go to the dodgers uh jason thinks i'm not saying that there's or thinks pat's not saying there's not enough money to lure freeman to the yankees i was gonna
1: say you can you, new york they'll just send two brings trucks and back him up to his house you got to be out of
0: your mind <laughs> like i said i'm hoping <laughs> yeah you,
1: you got to be hopeful as a braves fan but the, yeah the the implication that there's not enough money in new york is uh Is pretty laughable there
0: yeah so yeah um the other thing i also must say i enjoyed down in nashville all the seats were freaking had freaking thick thick cushions on them it was oh even better right (laughs) and i won't you know i won't say it's because uh there may be a higher obesity problem down south because let's face it's one of the few areas that eats worse than lancaster county if that's really possible (laughs) but it, keeping it, that's also a triple a level team too so yeah it's, a, it's a,
1: a little bit different than uh than Lancaster
0: yeah that's for sure um and, and even Harrisburg because that's only a double a AA level club right
1: yes yeah yeah I mean I, I always like going to Reading too it's been a few years since I've been uh been to Reading um because you don't have to go down into the city which is an absolute dump hole um oh, yeah. but the, the the first energy stadium there was always a nice one. Uh, so Maybe I'll get out to a game there this summer too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to do that. Yeah. Supposedly the revolution of a nice stadium too. I just, I I I just can't comprehend going to York. unless I've
1: been there. Uh, and they have the, they have a, uh, green monster. That's actually taller than Boston. Um, in, in, in York, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, uh, it's not the most endearing part of, uh, part of town over there. Um, not a whole lot much more different than than Clipper Magazine Stadium. Um so a day game, I would recommend day game uh for the revolution. Uh,
0: t- yeah. To be fair, are there any endearing areas of York City?
1: Yeah, the part when you see the sign that says you are now leaving York.
0: <laughs> oh, so true, so true. Now, uh, okay, all right, Tony, all right. I, I will agree with this to a point. The West coast, they do have very fan friendly stadiums. The East coast is nostalgia. Yes. Because the East coast, but dude, keep in mind the East coast is where baseball started and then it expanded. Gee, shocking out. nicer in Los
1: Angeles than
0: New York yeah. city. But that said, I'm sorry. Uh, the battery in Atlanta, that's one of the nicest fan friendly stadiums there. Like they built that to be a fan friendly stadium. Freaking Citizens Bank Park is a fan friendly stadium the as citizens, long as you're a Phillies fan. You, know,
1: you you can comment all you want about about Phillies fans, and especially if you get caught in a two hour rain delay and people have nothing to do but drink there. Um, you know you, you're gonna you're gonna run into that almost anywhere. If people have an excuse to drink too much, but um, right. the, the Citizens Bank Park is gorgeous, and there's not a spot in that park where you can't see the game. Uh, yeah. re- really, a, a, a well designed park. Um and uh, you know the even the outfield area with the standing room only got the cheesesteaks out there, um mm. yeah citizens bet and then you got the you got the view of the skyline of Philadelphia, uh with the sun going down yeah you can't you can't beat that you know I'm not going to deny that the, you know the you know the 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 sunset over the valley at you know Dodger Stadium isn't going to be probably one of the nicer parks in all of uh, all of the Major League Baseball but let's not discredit some of the some of the parks in the East either
0: yeah. And uh, w- one other thing, Tony. Let's l- let's keep in mind the Dodgers needed to do a lot of real shady shit to get that stadium put into Chavez Ravine, <laughs> and had to get a lo- whole lot of people uh, quietly moved out of the way to make it happen. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jason. The last exciting thing that happened in Baltimore besides Cal Ripken's record <laughs> over Lou Gehrig <Garrett> was <laughs> when he was watching Lamar Jackson. Damn. Vegas, like, Oh, geez. Wow, Whew.
1: Jason. I've yeah, got to watch your podcast
0: a tomorrow minute. night. He's on fire tonight. <laughs>
2: Yikes.
0: Um, and uh, Tony, yeah, here's the thing, man. I, I don't know much about the NBA <laughs> stadiums, I don't watch basketball except the playoffs. Um, I am a Lakers fan because my mom was a Lakers fan except for the brief period when uh, everybody that wasn't playing against Michael Jordan was a Bulls fan in the nineties. So I, I I'll take your word for it. I don't think it's the same ownership. I think it's different owners because the owners, the Hawks are willing to actually spend money up to the salary cap. Whereas I feel like every year the Braves fans are begging Liberty mutual to uh, you know, get up off their asses and toss Alex and Dopolis an extra 10, $15 million to go after players. So yeah, correct by the dot. (laughs) Yep. Oh man, this has been fun guys. Um, so Jim, where can people find you, bud?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at big Jim sports. Uh, if you like football and and sports, obviously you probably wouldn't be here. If you didn't, uh, check out the (laughs) huddle up podcast. We're on Twitter and Facebook at huddle up podcast. And, uh, we finally got our podcast audio feed um, restored. We we transferred over to Anchor like this one. A great platform. So uh, you can subscribe to us there. Um, Tuesday night's live at uh, 9 o'clock. So we'll be live tomorrow night looking at uh, what happened this past weekend and and looking ahead to the champ- conference championship weekend. Um, so make sure you tune in and check us out over there. Also, if you're a pro wrestling fan, Thursday night's uh, at eight o'clock, um, yeah, I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow, Jason. Um, and I, by the, for the record, I'm pro 49er. So, uh, you don't have to come firing hot at me tomorrow. Um, but, uh, Thursday nights, if you're a pro wrestling fan, three count Thursday, uh, we air live at eight o'clock. I also got that podcast feed restored. Uh, so you can find us at three count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram three count Thursday. Uh, dot com yeah aew we talk aew and oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah don't worry we'll have we'll we'll rip Ernest tomorrow <laughs> night it's it's uh it's like shooting fish in a barrel but uh yeah that's where you can find me um you know if you head to any of those um Twitter channels Facebook channels uh you'll find the link tree there everything you need to know about us uh is over there it's uh it's been a pleasure boys. Uh, I got two in me, so I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little toasty on a Monday night, which is always a good thing. Um, and I'm sure we'll have you back on Huddle Up to, to look at the start of the baseball season here in a couple of months.
0: Yeah, definitely. We'll be happy to be there. Um, and yeah, Tony, um, absolutely check out, uh, check out, uh, Three Count Thursday. It's a phenomenal podcast. I'm not, my wrestling fandom stops at college and, um, Olympic, <laughs> but, uh, honestly, the, the, the uh, it's a quality show, man. Even if you're not into the pro wrestling, but you like other, it's a great show. To we have watch.
1: fun, you know. We have fun. We 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 try not to take things too seriously because, you know, it's grown men battling over a belt in their underwear, so uh, you can't <laughs> take things too too seriously.
0: All righty, so. Uh... You can find the audio for us on Anchor as well, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Amazon Music, and Spreaker. You can see us live on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook Live, and on Twitter. You can find our merchandise at redbubble.com people slash ddab-podcast. Follow us on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash dollar dogs and beer. On the Twitter page at ddab underscore podcast. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at pyrolord314. Joe is at joltandjoe35. And Jay and if he ever gets around to setting up his damn poll, he said he was going to set up two weeks ago for his new show-specific uh, Twitter Get handle. off your ass, Jason. <laughs> Maybe that might theoretically happen at some point or another. We are presented by Dark Arrow Podcast, LLC, and we are sponsored by Whiskey and Blade Barbershop and Whittits. May your dogs always cost a dollar. May your beer always be cold. Have a good night, everybody. And guys uh, on the live stream, thanks for the chat tonight.